0: Today's New Testament reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the sixth chapter. When many of his disciples heard this, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. This is the word of the Lord. For today's Meditation on God's Word, we welcome Pastor Matt Richard.
1: I once heard a sermon that posed the question of, who was the world's worst church planter and grower of the church that the world has ever known? In other words, pastors of the gospel and church workers aspire to grow the church. Even many of you have noble aspirations of seeing the church grow. We actually marvel at the stories of spiritual reform that happened with Jonathan Edwards during the First Great Awakening in the Northeast. We can also recall all those stadiums that were full of people and the hundreds of individuals who came down the aisle when Billy Graham did those altar calls. We have seen the pictures of literally 16,000 people gathered together in the Houston Compact Center at Lakewood Church to listen to sermons. And who can forget Saddleback Church in California that literally has gathered thousands of people over the years on weekends. So if these are pictures of success, who would be considered the worst church growth person that the world has ever known? Well, in this sermon that I listened to, the pastor stated that the answer was simply this. That answer is Jesus. He stated that Jesus was the worst church growth person that the world has ever known. Think about it for a moment. He's right. He's right. Jesus had a crowd of 5,000 plus people following him. The day after the multiplying of the bread and fish, he interacted with that remaining crowd and a large group of disciples, which resulted in them getting offended, though, and leaving. All four Gospels tell us of that, that Jesus' followers became fewer and fewer as Jesus grew closer to the cross. As you know, right before the crucifixion, Judas, who was one of Jesus' insiders, betrayed him, and the only people that were at the cross with him were his mother, John, Mary, the soldiers, and bystanders. Not only was Jesus abandoned by his followers, we see that God the Father also forsook Jesus while he hung on the cross. Truly, this was a numerical disaster. Crowds of thousands diminished to just several people at the cross. Now, the reason for the scattering of the people was that the words and the teachings of Jesus were difficult for people to accept. The cross is difficult to swallow. The people grumbled at his words because his radical claims ran counter to everything that they found to be reasonable. Unfortunately, this sort of thing happens still today. We live in a time and a culture where the customer is always right. Unfortunately, America, the American church, even our church can fall prey to this mentality. That mentality being the words of Jesus are sometimes hard for us to accept, and we will want to abandon the truth. The truth of the matter, my friends, is this, that the word of Jesus and the words of the Bible should cause us discomfort. The message of the Bible should challenge our thinking. It should expose our sinful nature. It should form us. Now, this is good, even though it is uncomfortable. Yes, it is so very good for us. The reason being, we don't stand over God, but he stands over us. We must never forget that we are the sheep. He is the shepherd. We are the clay. He is the potter. We are sinners, and he is the Savior. We are the created, and he is the creator. Through the word, the Holy Spirit works on you and me. Praise God that it is this way. We have not been left to ourselves, but the Lord actually cares enough to confront our sin, and then, my friends, actually forgive us. Yes, the word is at work, revealing our sin, and then pronouncing the gospel upon that sin— all while granting us saving faith. This is the Holy Spirit through the Word of God continually speaking forgiveness to us. We who want to compromise that Word and want to accumulate teachings that appeal to our desire are confronted and then are given forgiveness in Jesus' name. Listen right now, my friends. You are forgiven for Christ's sake. The Word is gathering you and me together so that we might be continually enlightened and sanctified by the gospel. Through the work of the Holy Spirit, we are being continually returned to our baptisms of the Lord's Supper, where our identity and sustenance lies. Jesus is the bread of life, he is the bread of heaven, and he has come to you and me in the word. May God continually grant you faith as we are daily formed by this word, and may we daily hear the forgiveness of sins accomplished by Christ for you.